Please be seated. Welcome to a holy Lent. Does it seem strange to offer a welcome to Lent? It kind of does. Why would you look forward to 40 days of denial, deprivation? Why would you jump at the opportunity to take things away from ourselves, to take on strenuous disciplines, to spend time pondering our sin, our failure, our distance from God? Welcome. Maybe that's only one side of this enterprise. I've come to believe the grace and gladness of Lent is that we're invited to clear away the dust, brush away the ashes, and welcome joy and freedom. The invitation of Lent is not just to look at all of our brokenness, all of our failures, all of our sin. The invitation is to look towards healing. Healing that becomes possible when we realize how all of that brokenness in our lives holds us captive. Sometimes it's hard to know what binds us, what holds us captive. On Ash Wednesday, we did, as we do every year, the litany of penance. It's a comprehensive list of all of our sin and failure, and it's not so flattering. Here's some highlights. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. We confess our unfaithfulness, the pride, hypocrisy, and impatience of our lives, our self-indulgent appetites and ways, and our exploitation of other people, our anger at our own frustration, and our envy of those more fortunate than ourselves our intemperate love of worldly goods and comforts, and our dishonesty in daily life and work, our negligence in prayer and worship, our blindness to human need and suffering, and our indifference to injustice and cruelty. For all false judgments and charitable thoughts towards our neighbors, for our prejudice and contempt for those who differ from us, and for our waste and pollution of your creation and our lack of concern for those who come after us. Comprehensive. Touching most of the parts of our lives. And you know, the thing about sin, that it's not the act. It's not that the rule was broken, somehow a principle was violated, a commandment not followed. And it's not just about somehow that we're going to vow not to do it again. Kind of white-knuckle ourselves 
into being better. You know, I think the invitation of this season, it's about going deeper. It's about going beyond and below that sin. What caused you, what caused me, what caused us to go there? Where more deeply we're missing the mark and how that has affected our behavior. Today, the lesson from Luke's gospel points us in that direction. It explores temptation. So Jesus is baptized in the River Jordan. He's filled with the knowledge that he's a beloved of God. And while he's still dripping with water from that baptism, the Spirit drives him out into the wilderness for 40 days. 40 days of fasting and prayer in a cave in a mountain overlooking the ancient town of Jericho. And there he's tempted by the devil. The devil tempts Jesus three times. First with food, material well-being. Second with glory and power, Third, with safety and protection. In each case, the devil seeks to undermine Jesus' confidence in both God and himself. He seeks to erode Jesus' trust that he is enough, that he is secure, that he is worthy of God's love, and that God will provide for him. Bread, power, and safety. But you know, it might as well have been something else. Youth, beauty, wealth, confidence, fame, security. What would it be for you if you were there in the desert? What are the three temptations the devil offers you? It actually doesn't matter what the exact temptations are. The point of temptation is the question, where do you trust? Is it something external or is it something eternal? Is it something created or do you trust in God? Jesus' response to the devil each time is to quote scripture. And it's not some Bible proof texting quiz. Jesus is speaking from the story about how God has provided for God's people in ages past. A reminder that God has provided for God's people in ages past and God will provide today and God will provide in the future. It's a reminder of God's eternal power and promise right now. To the degree that we trust God for our daily needs, 
to the degree we trust God for our sense of purpose, for our identity, first of all, as a child of God, the temptations of this world or the temptations of the devil have little appeal. But to the degree that we allow our natural insecurity to lead us to mistrust God and to think somehow it's all up to us, it's up to you and to me, and that God will not provide, we open ourselves to all of the temptations of this world and even the temptations of the devil. Now's when I need your help, acolytes. So I'm going to give you all a little card. We're going to do an exercise here. Go straight to the back and start giving them. Go straight to the back and start giving them back. Here, you can give some out. Okay, so these cards, these cards, I want you to find the first side. It says, trust. And those of you out here, you need that little pencil that's in your pew in front of you. Choir, you should have pens. Great, okay. So look at the side that says trust. Right now in your life, where do you feel God's support? Where in your life do you feel God's support, God's love, and do you have a confidence in your trust in God? Maybe it's an eternal sense of love. Maybe it's, maybe it's in your family. Maybe it's at church or your job. Maybe in your relationship with God. Maybe it's in a choice or a decision you've made or about to make. Where do you feel a high level of confidence and trust in God? Just take a moment and write it down. Okay, this is a judgment-free zone. I always hope it is, but especially right now. Judgment-free zone. I want you to take the card and flip it to the other side. It says mistrust. We all have struggles in trusting God. Where in your life right now do you have difficult trusting God? Maybe it's in a relationship, a struggle with work, a decision about school or where to go to school. Maybe it's uncertainty about future. Maybe it's with health for yourself or a loved one. 
Where do you have trouble or struggle trusting God? That God will provide. That ultimately God will deliver you. Where do you struggle that God has your back? We encourage you to be really honest. Now, I want to invite you to take the card and compare the first side to the second side. Where are they different? How are they different? Is there something about your experience of trust that can teach you about where it's lacking right now. Maybe there's a place on the first side that somehow gives you a hint that something on the other side might be different. I want to invite you to do a couple things with the card. First of all, if you want, you can drop it in the plate. If you drop it in the plate this week, Garrett and I will pray with it. We'll pray, for, we'll pray with your struggles. We'll pray for you. We'll pray that there'll be growth and strength in the places where you lack trust in God right now. Or you can keep the card. Maybe put it in your purse or put it in your wallet, carry it around with you. And while you're waiting for your sandwich order or on the train, I invite you to take a look at it and wonder why are you able to trust in some ways and not yet in others. The invitation of this season of Lent is to grow more deeply in this trust of a loving God. In this trust of a loving God who's already reaching out a hand to hold yours. To continue to grow in this faith that's already been given to you. To grow in this trust. to grow in this trust so that we can all live lives that are more of God. Lives of goodness, of sharing, lives of justice that comes from knowing the power of a loving God in our lives. I invite you into this season of this Holy Lent the season of growing in our faith, love, and trust in the God who's already reaching out for us. Amen.